Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. How's it going, everybody? This is the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. You're about to hear the episode where I interview legendary impressionist painter Vincent Van Gogh and the man who helped take down Al Capone, former untouchable Elliot Ness. Uh, before we get to the episode, don't forget you can check out the freshest episodes every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Email us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Check out jaredparentstein.com because I've also got a bunch of uh, tour dates up there going on tour soon. So, uh, yeah, do all those things. Uh, but for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Elliot Ness and Vincent Van Gogh only on Famous Dead People. Famous dead it's time. Famous dead time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. It's gonna be even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are early 20th century prohibition agent, famous for his efforts to bring down Al Capone, Elliot Ness. Oh, hey there, Jerry. How you doing? And 19th century Dutch post-impressionist painter, famous for works like Starry Night and Sunflowers, Vincent Wilhelm Van Gogh. Hi. Uh, Mr. Go, Mr. Ness, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. Oh, it's so great to be here. Yeah, it's a, it's a real treat. A longtime listener. I'm oh, a big wonderful. fan of yours. Really? Yeah, I've seen at least one of your paintings. Oh, which one? Which one? <laughs> uh, what was that one where it's like the nighttime? Uh, that it's, the, it's the one I call the, the nighttime. Night. The probably. nighttime. Oh, you had one called the the nighttime as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about night, and it's pretty much just the nighttime. It's beautiful. Oh, it's not. It. But we're not talking about the starry night. No, that's the starry night. There's lots yeah. of stars. Mm-hmm. There were some stars in oh, this well, to recall. It mm-hmm. might have been starry night. I did a couple of nighttime. Literally two nighttime pictures in one okay. of them. So yeah. you saw one of those, but great, 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 Yeah, great. I'm sure the other one is just lovely. Said, I'm Thanks, just, yeah. It's, it's I'm a just glad favorite. we're all fans of each other here, yeah. you know? Like, you like the show. I like what you guys did. I'd like to know? hear about how, how Vincent Van Gogh is a big old fan of mine there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, sure, because <laughs> I think the prohibition was uh, kind of a sticky thing there for a while. And very you were sticky. certainly involved uh, in Mr. that. Mr. Go here, very big drinker. I mm. don't know if um, if you had heard that. Uh, I had not. I was probably drunk. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you yeah, like also the... like to imbibe as well. I well, forgot about sip yourself. When it was appropriate, again, I mean, I'm not a lawbreaker. When it was legal. Yeah, I got you. Know. Yeah, but wink, you know what? wink there. Before, uh... let, let's, you know, let's, let's get back on track here. Uh, I'd like to start off with uh, Mr. Go, if I might. So you are one of the most influential and famous figures in the history of Western art. Uh, you were sort of like the quintessential misunderstood genius. It is generally known that you were underappreciated in your lifetime and suffered from mental illness for most of your life. Would you say that that's a, that's a fair sort of like synopsis Sure, uh, sure. I mean, I don't like to toot my own horn with all of those fancy uh, titles and stuff, although mm-hmm. it feels good to hear. Of course. But yeah, I was batshit bonkers. I mean, I had all <laughs> kinds of mental problems. Um, you seem like you're doing a lot better now. Yeah, you know what? The medication has come a long way, frankly. Uh, oh boy, what are you on, Dara? Well, geez, I'm on uh, citalopram and I'm on Effexor and uh, uh, Blaxophene. Blaxophene? Yeah, I take about 350 milligrams a day of that. And that really helps. Uh, and these are these are all just like mental um, stability yeah. kind of uh, medications. That's great. Yeah, I got a whole shelf in my bathroom that I just in lipstick have written quackers across the <laughs> mirror. That's where quackers. I keep all my yeah, because I like to have a good time. Yeah, uh, you know, you gotta have a sense of humor about these things. Sure. You gotta laugh or you'd cry. Sure. I also forget to take them, and then I walk in. I'm like, what the? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh okay. right, I'm quackers. That yeah. reminds me. That's exactly it's right. It's art and it's a reminder. Mm-hmm. That's a good uh, good old. Piece of strategy. Yeah, it's a there. good sure. system, yeah. and you finding you're finding that that works better for you than just drinking and smoking cigarettes and just generally taking really poor care of yourself, only eating bread and coffee. That yeah, sort of well, thing. I gave that a go. Mm-hmm. That a Van go. We are cooking the gas. They this call guy. me the uh, gas here. That's one of the, the three things that uh, every Chicagoan loves. They love humor, they love me, and they love Bob Park Franks. Oh, Chicagoans, Franks, yeah. they love Elliot Ness. Not so much the Clevelanders, <laughs> but we will get to this. I we wanna, don't have to. Like we're going to put the cart before the horse here. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, Mr. Go, so going over your Wikipedia, it seems as though... 
your depression started early. Yeah. Uh, when you were a kid, you were sent away to a boarding school yep. in uh, Zevenbergen. Yeah, and uh, you were yeah. miserable there, so you yeah. you wrote your parents. Well, you, uh, just oh, yeah. jump in one second. Yeah, I was miserable ahead. everywhere. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to blame the school. They sent me away because I was miserable. Oh, gotcha. and you know, I, I my parents, you, you know, is miserable raising a miserable kid. You know, there's nothing they could do could make me happy. I was yeah. just that's a vicious cycle. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely miserable. It was making them miserable. So they sent me off and here make them miserable for a mm. while. So yeah, I was miserable there too, but it wasn't really their fault. I just. I thought you might okay. take so the wrong message from that. Maybe if we send him away, he'll be out with friends and people his own age. Maybe it'll, it'll well, shake him out I don't know how they it. justified it for themselves. But they said, <laughs> we can't get, this is enough. I can't take this anymore. Well, what I wanted to know was, so you asked, you begged them to come home. And yep. instead, they sent you to a different boarding school yep. in Tilburg. And so did you ever talk to your parents about that? Like, I was so upset being away. And instead of sending me home, you sent me to a different place altogether. We did. We did talk about it. And mm-hmm. I can't say that we made a lot of breakthroughs. <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm. You know, I mean, my parents were from a different generation in yes. Belgium, and it gets a jolly reputation now. But, uh, you know, my dad was a hard man. Oh, wow. I bet yeah. you know this type in Chicago. He didn't, oh, there was boy, not, do a, I. not a lot of guff. He just didn't put up. So, I mean, I think they understood that something was wrong with me, mm. but I don't think they had the patience or the the kind of mental, the language, the framework to understand that it was a mental illness. I mean, no, I, I think parents... at a certain point, my dad was just like, he cut cut his losses and said, you know, I'm never going to have the son I wanted and let's get rid of him. You see, yeah. you should have yeah. come on over to my uh, neck of the woods there. <laughs> we got a great old uh, a hospital there called Chicago Med. Chicago Med. Really? Yeah. Obviously, this is not a thing that existed at the time. Oh, yeah, no, it's there yeah. now, though. Yes. And so, <laughs> like, you know, we make up for lost time. That's one of the three things we're known for in Chicago. All right. Making up for lost time, mm-hmm. Elliot Ness, All right. and baseball. <laughs> Those are great three things. It's us. Chicago, yeah, Chicago's a great town, you know? The best town in the world. Uh, best little city in the world. Uh, now, the, the last thing I wanted to ask you, uh, Mr. Go, about these uh, boarding sorry, schools just, that you I, went I, to. I, yeah, of I, course. I hate to be a pedant. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's fine if you want to call me Mr. Go. The mm-hmm. technical pronunciation of my family Gough. name is Go. <laughs> Even harder. Like you're choking on a peppermint. I had heard this. I didn't want to seem pretentious, you know? There's sort of like an agreed upon pronunciation here in the States. I would like to seem pretentious. So it, it's G- Gick. Give it Gough. a try. Yeah. It's like imagine you're having a nice view. Mm, it's peppermint. It's delicious. Mm. <laughs> and then you do a quick inhale. <laughs> So it'll go, it would go. Like you got a piece of sausage stuck in your throat. Oh, yes, I understand. (laughs) So just say, oh, it's, hey, hey, look at this over here. It's Vinny Van Gogh. Vinny Van Gogh. That's it. Ugh. Yay! Yeah, there that, you go. That's as close as we got. Awesome. Okay. Metaphor is what did it for me. So I just want it yeah. on the record. I understand it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. It makes people. Well, do you mind if I call you Vincent? You could call me Vincent. All right. Do you mind if I call you Go Boy? <laughs> We're all friends here. All right, there. So the buddy. last thing I wanted to I, ask I, you. I find myself picking up his accent a little bit. Is that strange? Do you get that no. a lot? It is infectious. This is one of the <laughs> it three is. things that all Chicagoans are known oh, for. Mm-hmm. Elliot Ness, mm-hmm. infectious accents, mm-hmm. and the Statue of Liberty. It seems like you. one of the things that Chicagoans are known for is being known for three things. And those three things can can be can change it's the, a, by the minute. It's a very big city. Oh, of course. Um, so Vincent, the, um, uh, the, the boarding school that I wanted to ask you about, the last boarding school you went to, you were, you had asked to come home, they sent you to a different boarding school, and then you were abruptly sent home a year later. And yep. I, I was wondering if there was like an incident or if you just kept on asking your parents to come home, like what was different about this time that you were finally able to stop the boarding school and go back, oh, back I, to your I home? Oh, I killed a kid. You killed a kid. Whoa, yeah. earmuffs. You're muffs over Van here. Gogh, you killed a kid. Yeah, yeah. I oh mean, that's God. just, there's not in the, you know, you can read the rules in this school. There's just not a lot of gray area. <laughs> it doesn't it. Just yeah. not surprise me there's at all. Not, there's a zero tolerance policy for murder. Yeah, and I think I and good. apologized my heart out. I oh, really man. felt bad about what it. Were the circumstances after I had a chance to cool yeah, down? Yeah, how did that happen exactly? I think this was. Please this, say it, it was, was an a... accident, Vincent. Actually, before you do <laughs> say what you did, do you mind if I take a, a crack at you know solving that solving old mystery? the case? Sure, yeah, I'm yeah we a lot of practice. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do yeah. it. Uh, did you use a knife? No, I am out of guesses. <laughs> oh well. 
No, wasn't no. a very good investigator. Yeah. We should be clear on that. I was. I well, yeah. Well, well you know, history we'll, we'll get can there. tell. We'll get there, Mister Ness. So yeah, you were saying, Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this kid was a bully, and um. yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're a kid having a hard time anyway, and then you know, so a certain type of kid just latches onto you, sees you as a victim. This kid would not leave me alone, and mm. we were building a set. Uh, we uh, we were in theater there. And uh, I think we were doing one of the Brothers Grimm. I don't remember Hello, exactly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> was <laughs> that a Brothers Grimm? Probably mean, not. Who can say? Yeah, so you were saying. Vincent. Could have been. There was a doll in it. So <laughs> we, uh, you know, we were building the set. And he was, it was just the last straw. I don't even remember. He made fun of my red hair or something like that. And uh, he was holding this ball-peen hammer because mm-hmm. he was just banging in, you know, you know, half-ass job of it, too. And I said, that's it. And I snatched the hammer away from him, and I just cracked in his skull with it. Wow. See, I did a little accent. I cracked in <laughs> his did. skull with yeah. it. I can't, it's yeah. fun. It is some fun. People, it's fun. Some people, that, that, you hear ah, an accent. That, is that your jacket? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the oh. kind of, it's that ass. Well, that's uh, fun to say. I'm going to try and do an uh, impression of you there. Okay, uh, okay. okay. Mm. I'm Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, it's not bad. That's really yeah. you should do radio. <laughs> I uh, I do a lot of infiltration back in my oh. uh, more vigilante oh. crime fighting Mr. days. Mr. Ness, you're saying that you had to maybe like imitate the criminals in order to uh, oh boy to howdy. pretend to be someone and get some information. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, you got any I favorites? Desperately want to hear about that. But before we get to oh. that, I just want to say like on the record, you know, some some people they just uh, you know they they go they live in london for two weeks they come back with an accent some people you know they move over there and they stay american the entire time mm. it's just you know just some people they slip in accents some people don't you know i don't think anybody's gonna anything's gonna fault you mr van gogh, gogh for you know uh picking up a little bit of what ellie sure. well my down. natural yeah. accent has faded over time i'm not even sure i could do it anymore which is weird because you'd think you'd be able to yeah, yeah it's just it's you know the the i i i'm i'm one I of those try. people if i went to scotland for a month, I would come back and I would have a little bit of the lilt. Yeah, can you do it? Can you do Scottish? I don't think it Scottish. Would little, I would like to hear you Ooh, Faith and Begora. That's Ooh. my. I do a little Irish. That's it. But that's nothing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, I'm so. Uh, uh, you know, that I'm, deer was authentic, by the way. I'm glad that they. I'm glad that they sent you home so that you couldn't do any more damage to other children. Yeah. I gotta say, pretty pretty not cool. No matter how much that kid was bullying you, that you would just murder him like Look, that. Look, I'm not. I. Do not condone murder. That's and I, good. I am, I am lucky that they didn't put me in prison for the rest of my life. But I, mm-hmm. I do want to stress, like, yes. this kid was a real piece of work. Gotcha, mm. so gotcha. It, it's wrong, 100% wrong. He's you a will, real uh, New York-style pizza of a person. <laughs> I will not defend my actions, but I will say, I don't know that anyone, even his family, <laughs> would actually miss him. Ah. I, wow. I didn't say that. that. Quite a claim, but let's let's actually leave off of that but, before yeah. we get a little too uh, controversial. Uh, let's move over to uh, Mr. Ness for a moment. Oh, so, hey, dear, uh, Mr. Ness, nineteen twenty-five. A few years before you begin your work with the FBI, you graduate from the University of Chicago with a Truth. degree in economics, and then you begin your career as an investigator for the retail credit company of Atlanta, conducting background investigations for credit information. How do you get? From a regular old economics degree to doing background checks for a credit company, the beginning of your career as an investigator. A deep, deep love of retail. Retail. Yes, I uh, went into the credit uh, background checking because I'm I'm very into style. Mm-hmm. If uh, you can tell by the way I am dressed, with very my, sharp, very sharp, gonna, yeah, extremely sharp. I'm wearing a suit, three I've, piece. We got the vest. There's three pieces of the suit. I've taken the jacket <laughs> off. I am down to a two third suit, mm-hmm. but I have a hat on. Yeah. I like how you do the sleeves rolled up and the tie undone mm-hmm. because even though you're retired, you're you're, you're still get down to, to business. business. Exactly. But, uh, well, you know, Jer Bear, uh, crime never sleeps. And, crime you know, never sleeps. I uh, I, I kind of George. Did you coin that? <laughs> I uh, I've been saying it for a long time. It might have appeared to me in a dream state. I've, I've or... got a tattoo of that. You, oh, do you, you have a tattoo of crime right never there. sleeps? Can I see that? Yeah, check oh, well, it out. I'll try on his forearm. And look at that That's lovely weird. calligraphy what there. What other <laughs> nice. ink do you have, Mr. Van Gogh? Anything else, or is it just crime never sleeps on your forearm there? I do have a couple of other tats. Can I say, I thought I saw a tramp stamp when you were coming into the studio here today. I'll tell you what, I'll give you each three guesses what it says. <laughs> okay. okay uh, so it's you love, three, you love three things. <laughs> so I, I love, if there are three things that Chicagoans love, it's the number three, 
Elliot Ness and, and guessing uh, tattoos, well, guessing lower back tattoos. Oh no, no, we hate those. <laughs> Chicagoans hate that. We hate those, <laughs> but we do love tacos. Okay, tacos are great. So, is one of the tattoos a taco tattoo? No, but now that you say it, man, <laughs> you kind of want to get one. Do man. love tacos? All right. Also, do you have it... the uh, missing half to my tattoo? So wait, Ooh. somebody stole half of your tattoo? No, I just had a half of it designed oh. uh, like a locket, like a best friend's locket. And I'm looking for a uh, buddy uh, who uh, got you, the other half of that tattoo. Are you asking for a friend to get the other half of your locket tattoo, Elliot Ness? I mean, I'm not explicitly <laughs> saying it, Dare, but, you know, I, whoa, I wouldn't fight the results. Probably the saddest thing well, I've ever heard. We're setting ourselves up for a magical reveal here. because <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Jared, do you want to take a swing at it? If or you just come uh, back to it at the end I of the episode? I do. I do. If you're just joining us, this this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 19th century Dutch post-impressionist painter Vincent van Gogh. Hello. And early 20th century prohibition uh, agent Elliot Ness. Please, call me Nessie. Okay, second guess for Vincent van Gogh, lower back tattoo, only God can judge me. Oh, is that that's a good so one. good. That's a good one. Where were you when uh, I was making this mistake? <laughs> I do disagree with that, though, because judges do have power. Yeah, that's, a lot of yes. people can judge you. There's yeah. a judicial Lots system in place for yep. good reason. Yep. 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 All right. So, all right. Third true. guess for what this lower back tattoo is. May I make it, this third yeah, guess? Yeah, go ahead, Elliot Nesco. Crazy. Since it's a tramp stamp mm-hmm. and it's on your lower back, does it say Vincent Van Went with an arrow pointing down? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a high five on yeah, that. Hey, there, uh, that's that a friendship it? right there. Uh, no, right. although I I do wish it had been that. Here, I'll show you. It says first class. First. Cl- oh, 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 look at that! Wow, that's a first that one was better. There. That one was better. Vincent we got a hand went, and then an arrow to his butthole. That's mm. what he's getting later. Uh, so yeah, so you're saying that you moved over there because of a love of retail. That's how you eventually started started in the credit investigations business. That's a big old ten four dare Jer. Wow. I, uh, I I I love to dress the part, and then I was mistaken once for a private investigator. Mm-hmm. A uh, a nice little woman there lost her her little boy around the credit store. Uh, it's called a mall now, but I called it the credit store. Because that's where you go to <laughs> check your credit, buy, buy you things buy with things. credit. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Right. Chicagoans love three things: malls, Elliot Ness, and the Louvre. Second thing is always Elliot Ness. Well, I mean, I am number two. Okay, so you were saying you're dressed very sharply. You're in a store, and a and a mother. Uh, and a child has lost its mother. Is that Ch- a uh, mother had lost its child? Okay. I don't. I think uh, it would have made more sense if the child had mistaken me for a police officer. Considering doesn't less uh, neither here nor there. Scale. It does not. It is. It you know uh, hindsight twenty twenty. But uh, the mother, yeah, she uh, she in her grief came to me saying, "Officer, officer, where my boy at?" And I I said, "Lady, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna fix all your problems." And then I found a boy, and then they deputized me, and from then on, it was law enforcement all the way and just crime fighting. Wow. Did, you, so- did she have any other problems that you fixed? <laughs> uh, you did well, say she- you were going to solve all of her problems. It's a big promise. She had one other problem. She did not know where to get a good old deep dish pie. <laughs> I recommended a Giovanni's. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a classic. Classic yeah. Chicago. The Chicago style. woman had two problems: done done. didn't know where to get a deep dish pie, and didn't know where her child was. Three, 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 three problems. She problems. didn't have a third problem. Problem. Three problems: mm-hmm. missing children, Elliot Ness, and right. not having a Mis- third problem. Mister Ness. So I just want to clarify a couple of things. Number one, you said you found a boy. I found a boy. Was it? Was it confirmed that it was her child? That I you did found? not stick around long enough that's, to find out, but everyone like, seemed satisfied. That seems like classic Ness. I gotta say, just look, you really do seem to investigate with a with a uh, with a sledgehammer as opposed to a syringe. I uh, uh, I don't know how one would investigate with a syringe. You can't tear down a wall with a syringe, a, there, Jerry. Really very carefully. Yeah, so you're saying, oh, yeah, right. You so, van got me. So, uh, Mr. Ness, you're saying that um, you just got deputized by finding this child, some child, who may or may not have been the woman's child. I don't uh, know why we're d- dwelling on got, this. This was a long time ago. You got deputized that day? So you worked for the credit company for one day, and then you were immediately deputized for the FBI based Absolutely. on this one thing. Wow, that's interesting. The FBI saw, hey, man, that's a guy who can get results, and you know what? We don't like their uh, couple characters Hanging around Chicago. There's three things Chicagoans don't like. Oh, this is 
are the things they don't the like. The three things Chicagoans don't like. It's Roughnecks, mm-hmm. uh, Tusslin, and <laughs> Elliot Ness. They don't like Elliot Ness? Sometimes it's a very mixed emotions with the Chicago deal. You know, you were a complicated figure. Um, now, you had a reputation at the FBI for being incorruptible, unbribable, untouchable, if you will. Oh, I understand, do. based on your story, you said you only spent one day as an investigator for the retail credit company of Atlanta. Uh, but was that where you developed your incorruptible uh, personality? Is that where you developed your your, uh, your your squeaky clean reputation? Absolutely, Jer, Jer. Mm. Uh, the, the thing is, when you're only an investigator for one day and then you're offered one piece of corruption and you turn it down that's one a perfect piece of record. corruption that's 100 <laughs> but that's a hundred percent record right there so it just you know i'm batting a thousand i can't wait to hear about this one piece of corruption that you were offered while you were a credit investigator um at the um retail credit company of atlanta so you can please just call it the mall the mall, <laughs> the mall. okay yeah. so yeah tell us about this one one piece of corruption that you were offered are you familiar with a uh, scumbag by the name of al capone oh, um i think we're all uh, a little familiar yeah, with al capone you've heard of him He's, he's a bad guy, that guy. That guy right there? No, not a good guy. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, I uh, see you rising the ranks there in the investigation services, and uh, let me tell you something. I plan on doing some not goods, and I want to get a little past the uh, the little line in the sand that that law drew. So uh, what, do, what do you say? I hook you up with uh, one of the three things Chicagoans love, money, Elliot Ness, and uh, Cubs tickets. All right, hold on a second. I yeah. got to pause you for a hot second here, Mr. Ness. So you're saying that mm-hmm. uh, Al Capone offered to bribe you just because you were an investigator at this uh, credit uh, company, this the credit, mall, yes. credit bureau, the mall. All right. And uh, was this like he wanted something specific or just to have you in his pocket for later? Well, I mean, we didn't get too far down that uh, conversation gotcha, there. He said, gotcha. hey, how, how about I bribes you? This is the and very I beginning said, of it. No and sorry. one of the things he tried to bribe you with bribes. was you. This he is said, true. I'm going to give you one of the three things that Chicagoans love. And one of them was you, yes. which I find fascinating because you... We're already beloved by Chicago, even mm-hmm. though you had been an investigator for a credit company for one day. It's complicated math. Jer- <laughs> Jer- complicated math. Jer- Jer- Jerry, Jerry, can yes. I can I uh, yeah, ask please. you? Do, can anyone truly know themselves? Can anyone truly know themselves? Have you reached enlightenment? That'd be another great tattoo the, for you, that's the Mr. Question of the ages, isn't it? It'd be a really great tattoo mm-hmm. for you. So if he had insight into who Elliot Ness was, mm-hmm. I was all ears. Gotcha. Pardon the pun, Van so Gogh. You, uh, uh, I'm not so one of the things that Al Capone was offering you was to know yourself. He was offering me spiritual enlightenment, Interesting. yes. Interesting. Uh, Al Capone, famous say, Buddhist. Uh, he said uh, you're nothing but a lot of talk and a badge, right? He did say that, and, and it did make me cry. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so even it's though cool. you rejected his bribery, he still gave you that... He still gave you that inner um, uh, inspiration of knowing who you were. He gave me a glimpse into it and then took it away, and I Ooh. felt very cold for a long time. Oh, my goodness gracious. <sighs> Maybe that explains the drinking you did later on in your life, but we're getting a little bit of ahead of ourselves. Um, so, yeah, so then what did you say when Al Capone offered you this incredible bribe? I said, hey, Al Capone, Capone, Capone Bone, you and I, we might be uh, two different uh, sides of the track kind of fellas, mm-hmm. but uh, if there's one thing I know... Is that there are three things Chicagoans love. Mm-hmm. They love honesty, they love Elliot Ness, and they love the, the River Thames. <laughs> the River Thames in, sure. big fan in the of, United Kingdom? Yes, big fan of it. Always wish we had one our own. <laughs> Very popular. Well, I got to commend you for, um, uh, for um, you know, for sticking to your guns there, Mr. Ness. Hey, can uh, I have a question? So yeah, Al Capone, he was an Italian descent, right? I don't like to make judgments. <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> I'm just trying to get to how he. How did he talk? Did he have Not the same Chicago accent, or did just was call it more of a like Italian. a pepperoni pizza? What kind of, I mean, what kind <laughs> he of, sounded exactly like. That. Oh, is that, he was a, he was he, like a cartoon Italian. That's how he approached me at first because I was at hey, Giovanni's. Mr. Nessa, <laughs> hey, Mr. Nessa, I got a good offer for you. Pretty right? much, he, was like uh, I was sitting there in Giovanni's, and he came over with the pizza, and he's like a pepperoni pizza, and then he peeled his fake mustache away and said, "Hey, it's really me." I'm Al Capone. Oh, my goodness. And then he sat down and had some of my pizza, which he did not pay for. That's that was, rude. That's classic was rude, Capone. And it was probably not a great negotiation technique. You know what? And That's probably aggressive. what turned me off of it. What's just yeah. that he took a slice of pizza? I mean, he took a slice of pizza, did not ask. That is not the Chicago style. That is not- <laughs> That's not the Chicago way. <laughs> 
not Chicago style pizza. It's just Chica- taking a slice from somebody Nuh-uh. else. That is an incredible story. And just like classic Capone, stealing, being sneaky with a fake mustache. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy was a real master bad of disguise, Al Capone. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah, really like, was really able to play under the radar. That's what he was famous for. Uh, let's go back to Mr. Van Gogh for a moment. So You can call me Vinny. It's fine. I, 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 you know, I, I just get so used to being, um, being formal here at, this, uh, at, the, at the show. Uh, so in 1873, you get a job at an art dealer mm-hmm. um, in London, and everyone agrees that this is the best part of your life. You were happy you were living in london little flat near the thames yeah a little flat near the thames is that how it's pronounced the the eye of chicago Uh, thames oh that's what i meant to say (laughs) i mean who thames you are probably more correct than i am friendo what would a what what did a british person sound like back then describing the river thames would they be like uh, oh blimey look at that river that's the thames that is whoa whoa is there a We've just been... Is there a Ferris wheel right here? I feel transported to England town. They all just wandered around aimlessly, staring in different directions, shouting Cockney at the top of their lungs. I see, I see. Uh, So yeah, you're 20 years old. You're making more money than your dad even. Yeah. And so I I had a couple couple questions about this part of your life. Were you painting at this point? Yes. So you were painting, okay. Yes. Um, And it seems like everything was going great, but you fell in love with your landlord's daughter, Mm -hmm. and she rejected you, Mm. and it seems like that's what made you want to move away from London, away from the most perfect year of your life. Is that accurate? Yeah. Big up and down swings during that period of my Mm, life. Childhood, pretty much miserable. Mm -hmm. Now, doing okay. Yeah. In the middle there... Yeah, big, big pendulum swings up and down. I was on the top of the world. I thought I had found love. She did not reciprocate that feeling, and I just spiraled into a real trough. And the only thing I could think of was, like, I got to get out of here. It's got to get out of Dodge. You know, did you ever regret that? Like, just letting that one rejection take away this that that moment of happiness that you had in your life i don't live life with a lot of regret jared i just kind of <laughs> keep plowing forward you know the mistakes i made you do now of course now you don't live with regret well, as, I, as opposed to when oh, you were you're talking about like then i don't remember depression. i guess i guess i felt like you know i never found a flat as lovely as that stinky little flat i had above the thames a pardon mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so the stinky little flat the I had fat? above the table. The flat? The flat. That's what they I'm call the fat. Oh, oh the flat. Okay, sorry, okay, sorry. Gotcha. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. the apartment I had above the table. Here in Chicago, like we call it pop. You call it pop? <laughs> you call oh, it right. Pop. You call apartments pop in Chicago. Yeah, we sure. call a lot of things pop. What was the word? And that? they call uh, buses lifts. Ah. Mm. Mm. We're learning all sorts of fun no, things. We call okay. lifts Ubers. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so when you made this, um, uh, this overture to the landlord's daughter... Um, yeah, you know, was that part of your your, your sort of calculation? Was uh, was yeah, it's it's going to be awkward when I see her here, even though I love this apartment and everything, even though I love working at this job. She's just going to be around. Oh, she's I, my didn't, landlord's I, daughter. I didn't think that much at the mm-hmm. time about it. I mean, I had painted her this what I think is a really lovely painting. It's a bright yellow painting. It's got a bunch of uh, it's a big vase of sunflowers. Oh, and, it's just the one with the sunflowers on it. <laughs> yeah, it's got sunflowers in it. Oh, I have seen this one. I called it sunflowers. I, oh. think, I think it's called sunflowers. Yeah. Yeah. That's I did. A, a I tried one. to recreate a bunch of times. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I, I gave her this. I presented it to her and I, I there wasn't like I didn't get on a knee or anything. I was just like, ah, oh, hey, Lulu Bell, I thought you'd really dig this. That wasn't the words I used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, And then she British says. Thing. And then she went. And she spat oh, on my, my painting. God. Oh, no, no. And I dropped the painting and ran off down the hall like this. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. And I just kept running. I ran right down and I, I uh, got on a train at King's Cross and uh, just took the first train out and it. Wow. Uh, you know what? I never I went back. I got to say something here. I got to say something. I really think that you're better off without that woman. You know, she just seems like a bad person. Well, in retrospect, <laughs> who does that? Yeah. They are bad peoples. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we've got to take a short break. Uh, oh, but boy. we will be right back with Elliot Ness and Vincent Van Gogh on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Good people. 
Hey everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars, leave a comment, tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 19th century Dutch post-impressionist painter, famous for works like The Starry Night and Sunflowers, Vincent Wilhelm van Gogh. Hi. And... Um, early 20th century Prohibition agent famous for his efforts to bring down the gangster Al Capone, Elliot Ness. Great to be here, Jarrett Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seinfeld? It's your last name, right? You're Jarrett is... Seinfeld? No, that's actually a little offensive to just sort of like assign a Jewish name, just like or any Jewish Whoa. name to a Jewish person. First of all, if there's three things Chicagoans love, it's, it's Jews. I, it's Jews. <laughs> Uh, Elliot Ness, Ness and, and more beating, Jews. beating a dead horse. No, no, more <laughs> Jews. <laughs> so, Mr. Ness, um, in 1926, uh, you uh, obviously, we had discussed earlier, the Wikipedia says that in 1926 you were still working for the credit company, but as we have discovered here. Yeah, I here, was undercover. At, oh, interesting. I kept up appearances so I could make my get my uh, law career off to a running start here. Interesting. Maybe collect a little intel before you make it official. Oh. I like that. I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> That's a really good idea for next time. Yeah, hindsight again. And according to the Wikipedia, your brother-in-law, Alexander Jamie, uh, who was an FBI agent at the time, he influences your decision to join law enforcement yourself. Yeah, uh, good the, old Alex. The Wikipedia is, is a little unclear as to how he did that. Did he try to like convince you like by having a conversation with you, or was it just sort of like his example that made you want to be an FBI agent? Well, I... Uh... It's a bit difficult to talk about here, but I will uh, be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. He put me, he, he pulled me aside at, uh, you know, the good old family reunion. And he mm-hmm. said, hey, hey, uh, hey, Tubbo, what are, you, what are you doing with your life? And I said, that's not fair. I'm keeping pretty tight. And then he put me in a headlock and started noogieing me and said, go into law enforcement, you putts. Oh, my God. And eventually he just wore me down. So this, uh, so your brother-in-law was kind of a, kind of a, kind of a bully. He's he's a bit of a bit of a ball peen hammerhead, if yeah. you know what I mean. Someone that, uh, and, you don't know, knock it. <laughs> Van I, Gogh hey, I might do a little sledgehammer no, to knock, don't in knock there. it there. As an adult, you get held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, that's a law thing. I should know yeah. that. You yeah. really should, Mister Ness. Uh, and so, when please you, call me, call me Ellie. You want to be called Ellie? Actually, no, I like Nessie better. <laughs> okay. Nessie, Nessie. There's All a right. Scottish thing that's going unspoken, I feel like, a lot. What do you mean? Well, Nessie, and then I keep thinking of the movie about you with, uh, what's the guy's oh, name? Oh, um, Sean Cannery. Connery. Shane Cannery. <laughs> Shane Cannery. Shane Cannery. His name's Shane Cannery. I don't know why he doesn't insist that people call him Shane Cannery, because I think that that's Cannery. probably the most melodic pronunciation of his name. You is. ever been to Shane Cannery? Ban. <laughs> Shane Cannery? Ban. They make great, great cranberry juice. That's where they can cranberry all of the juice. crayons, Cannery. right? Yes. The Cran Cannery. Shane Cannery. Cran Cannery. Uh, it's a great tour, also, because they give you a lot of cran- can- yeah. cranberries afterwards. You get so yeah, many it's cans. Worth the ticket you can, price. It's wonderful. You can make little fake uh, stilts there. Yeah. So you, uh, you know, unbeknownst to your brother-in-law, uh, you had already been working for the FBI, but undercover at Couldn't the credit, credit company of Atlanta. Um, and when you finally credit company of Atlanta, no Chicago friend. Well, no, the company was called the uh, Credit Company of Atlanta. That was a though... test, and you passed it, Jer Bear. <laughs> if you ever want to join the force, I will happily put in a good word I for you. I can't wait to join the FBI. Uh, so when you uh, you do move over to the FBI, 
uh, when you well, sorry when you officially announce that you are moving over to the FBI, yeah. uh, you you start putting together a team of eleven men that you single out because you believe that they are not susceptible to bribery or intimidation by Al Capone and his cromies, similar to the way that you were incorruptible and not susceptible to bribery. Well, I mean uh, that was taken. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a very generous retelling of history, oh, and please, I accept tell us, it. Tell us how it went instead. Well, we were known as the Untouchables, mm-hmm. and I wanted to. At fr- the first thing I had when I came up with my little crime stopping group was the name i thought untouchables that sounds good i'm gonna build around that so you started with the name vision boarding yep <laughs> and see. then i uh i basically i interviewed a whole slew of uh potential recruits mm-hmm. and part of the interview process was we play tag have you seen that movie tag tag with um tag jeremy renner and uh hannibal burris and ed helms and ed helms i have not Classic. seen that movie oh well i haven't either but i've heard great things okay uh and so i'd play a game of tag with them without warning the ones that could avoid my hands as i swiped uh were then literally untouchable oh. so i hired them on the spot they're too That's... quick to avoid crime did you think that there was a leg- a, a positive a, a a real tangible positive to just being able to dodge things that you thought you needed to have on your team for taking down al capone <laughs> jer yeah jer bear jerry yes let me tell you something about crime. First of all, it's everywhere. All it's right. coming at you at all points. Gotcha. You never know when you got to bob, weave, bob again. It's, you know, bullets, they mm-hmm. are airborne things. So you're saying that one of the reasons why you why you use this as your test for your team was so that they could literally dodge bullets? Dodge bullets, bullets yes. Dodge bullets. We are bullets. a crime-fighting force. And we I are understand. basically The three things Chicagoans love. Superheroes is this bit. I was, I was waiting for it. I was, I was like, was it one of the three things you thought about? <laughs> and of course, hot dogs. And of course, hot dogs. Well, I'm so glad. I mean, one of the members of the Untouchables was not able to dodge uh, death. It turns out. Were you disappointed? Do you think like why this is the reason why we played tag all those all those days, all those weeks was to see that you wouldn't that this wouldn't happen to you? This is actually a sore subject for me. Of yeah, course. yeah. So Al Capone on weekends, you know, we we, we had a softball uh, league, and you know, I'm sorry, you the Untouchables had a softball league. The whole the whole crime and the whole crime stoppers. Really, you would play softball with the criminals that you were trying to take down on weekends. Yes, it's important <laughs> oh to cut kind across. Of uh, bridges there and but uh, were the teams separate like the Capone so. or did you mix it up oh no we you kept it down done the line. It, you should have done it uh, middle school style where everybody you, you pick two team captains it would be you and Al Capone oh we did and you just oh, and you just happened to just, just pick your picked, guys I, we, it oh, just every time yeah. I picked caps and he picked rabbers <laughs> Caps and rabbers. Caps, caps and, and rabbers. That is an incredible coincidence. And uh, anyway, so, <laughs> so you're you know, playing, you're playing your softball league with Al Capone. You know, we had that established, mm-hmm. you know. So there's friendly rivalries, and this was on a Sunday, technically not a game day, but still a weekend, so mm-hmm. it counts. And Capone comes over to my friend uh, 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 Jimmy Guffers, and he says, "Jimmy, how about we play a game of freeze tag?" And Jimmy, you know, he's always down for anything, or was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jimmy Guffers says, yeah, let's do it. Uh, and Capone says, freeze. And Guffers says, what? And that's when Capone shot him. Oh, my God. It was a bait and switch. That's diabolical, and even it, for Capone. Even for Capone. And it ruined the sanctity of the baseball games. Of course. This is supposed to be, we're leaving that life aside for just for one day a week. From 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, we deal with crime or we're crime caps stopping. And you're rabbers. Caps and rabbers. And, you know, we're going to catch you. And they're going to run. And that's how we do it. And that's the Chicago way. Yeah, that is, you know, classic Capone, just like really ruined ruined everything that he touched. Uh, Let's go back over to Mr. Van Gogh for a moment. So in an attempt to alleviate your depression after having left uh, London, Mm. uh, you turn to the church and you you become deeply invested in your religion. You even try to uh, become uh, a minister, a reverend, part of the cloth. 
but you fail the uh, entrance exam to study theology. It was tough. And also, uh, you give away your apartment to a homeless person and end up sleeping in a hut. And for that, the church dismisses you for, quote, undermining the dignity of the priesthood. Whoa, now. Now, I got to say, I'm on your side here, Mr. Van Gogh. What is more Christ-like? Than giving up your domicile to someone who needs it and living uh, uh, on the streets in a uh, hut. Again, this is an example of Wikipedia romanticizing the past. Oh, a this is what really bit. happened. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm going to tell you what really went down. Okay? Yes, it's, please. It's a little less black and white than that. So, back in those days, getting into the Protestant church, the entrance exam wasn't, you didn't sit down and write it out. It wasn't like learning how to drive where you answer the questions. You right? had to fill out a scantron. <laughs> no. Now you do. Ah. Now you do. Now it's all electronic. <laughs> At the time, have you ever seen American Ninja Warrior where they have the big... Uh, Every week. Jump uh, across course. the stuff. Big obstacle uh, yes, course. it was a huge obstacle course. Mountain and the other side of it was the church. And if you could make it across the obstacle course and get to the church, you were basically in. And I got real close. You got super and I got to tell you, this is hard. I don't know. I, I, can't, I believe that it and was hard. And they would cheat. They'd throw cabbage at you, and they would grease up <laughs> the... Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So you're Which is actually, that... they're heavy and they're hard. If you've mm-hmm. never been hit by a cabbage. Well, no. I mean, like, if you chop it up, then it's obviously... So I got real close, but I fell. And, ah, I fe- and they didn't shame. have a bunch of nets and things. It wasn't... Like, the thing about American Ninja Warrior, and I don't even know if I'm saying the right show, but they've got pools of water. No, that's the right show, yeah. There is a general concern for the people's safety. Yeah, the things that you... You can still get hurt, but... They're not trying to hurt you. And they want the competitors to win. They're rooting for you. Rooting for you. Not so with the church. They don't want you to make it. It was mean. That I is got, so messed I, up. Honestly, it sort of broke my spirit. I got three quarters of the way across, and I thought, you know, after the eighth cabbage smashed me in the face, I was like... They're jeering and they're waving their privates at me. It was really degrading that's and demoralizing. And I thought, do I even want this? It's and a, that's the point where I missed my handhold and I fell. Just a bunch of priests waving their dongs at you to yeah, try to. And I hit my head yeah. really hard, and <sighs> they kept throwing cabbages. So just I didn't really give away my uh, bangers apartment. and mash. No, I, I didn't. Really, <laughs> there it is. I uh, I didn't really give away my apartment as much as uh, I was lying unconscious under the obstacle course for three days, and mm. uh, a vagrant moved into my place. Gotcha. And I'm assuming that someone of the priest looked at you underneath the course and thought, "Oh, I guess he's just living here." They wouldn't let it go. Like I hadn't been humiliated uh, enough. That's so you messed know? up. They urinated on me. They made up things about uh, me giving away my. You know, they just kept grinding. I'm like, guys, I didn't get in. Let mm-hmm. it go. I you get should, it. You should have reminded them about what happened the last time someone bullied you that much. You know, you should have let them know, <laughs> you know what they were, who they were dealing with here, know, Vincent Van Gogh. I think I still have some unresolved anger about uh, that. That um, makes sense. Yeah, I, I bottled mean, it up. Seemed like a traumatic incident. Can I ask you what happened right afterwards? You decide to walk 47 miles to Brussels. Yeah. At that point, what was, the, what was the impo- <laughs> Nobody had a car. Yeah, why didn't you then? just take a bus then? I didn't well, have a cart. A cart. cart. A horse and cart. Of course, I didn't have a car. I feel like yeah. my bus question still stands. No, Mr. Ness, there weren't buses back then. So obviously, that was not a. <laughs> right. Sorry, there are three things Chicagoans ain't <laughs> good at. And it's one thing that Jarrett likes, and that's cutting this bit off. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, so you walk 47 miles to Brussels. Yeah. Um, it's great exercise. What 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 were you doing there? Because Wikipedia doesn't say if you had family or a friend or or what what the purpose was there. Have you ever had Brussels? They're delicious. Oh, I love mm-hmm. Brussels, but you went to the place Brussels. You walked forty seven miles to, to get some Brussels to Brussels to get Brussels. The whole city is made out of them. I'm sorry, you walked forty seven miles to Brussels to get Brussels. Well, I didn't have a lot else going on. I mean, I was painting <laughs> on the way. I'd yeah. stop and I'd paint a picture, I'd paint okay. a hay bale, or maybe there's a little boy blue, like sleep under the hay bale. I'd paint that. It's very idyllic. Some birds. Okay. Actually, that was the Starry Night one. Were you was on the way yeah. to Brussels? Really? Yeah. To get some Brussels. Well, you know, Jared, to buses weren't invented then, so how else was he going to get them? Uh, I mean, uh, a horse. You could have taken a horse and cart. Horse carts. would eat them. Uh, a horse, a horse would have eaten them before it got him. Vincent Van Gogh. Well, I mean, I know, you, you I know, know the rhyme, true. right? On my way to Brussels Fair to make myself a pie. I've was... never heard that rhyme before. Oh, no. well, it was popular during my day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's I just that was my inspiration, and it was a nice walk. And uh, I had crappy shoes, so mm. it did a number on my feet. But, Ugh, but your a... kids look great. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much. 
Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, this is Famous Dead People on Radio for Brooklyn, and my guests today are early 20th century Prohibition agent Elliot Ness. Yay! And 19th century Dutch post-impressionist painter Vincent van Gogh. That's me. Uh, so, Mr. Uh, Mr. Ness... Um, yep. So please call me Nessie. Nessie, been, of course. It's, Nessie. Not so much. It's just a nickname I've been trying to get started. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll go for that, Nessie. Uh, so you were able to do significant damage to Al Capone's operations. Took him uh, down. Yeah, doing your raids on his breweries, doing your raids on his uh, on his stills. Uh, but according to the Wikipedia, the tax trial. Uh, that eventually brought Capone down was entirely unrelated to the raids that you and your team did, and that it's likely that it would have ended the same way had you not even been involved at all. That's is a that horrible thing to say? Is yeah. that a fair assessment? I didn't realize that uh, Wikipedia there was written by my uh, judging mother-in-law. Well, <laughs> always, <it laughs> your mother-in-law like was always getting on your case. About one of not, them, yeah. Not doing yeah. enough to take down Al yeah, Capone. Two of them, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, no, I. You know, it, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you when you play basketball, mm-hmm. you you fan of the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls. Yeah, I liked I liked the Chicago Bulls. Oh no, I know? just meant in Bulls. Oh, in just general. Bulls, Pamplona. just live Bulls. But now that you mention it, yeah, when you when you're on a sports team, you mm-hmm. know, you not one person does just score the bo- the ball points. The bo- it's everybody's <laughs> the ball working the together. Ball to mm-hmm. move things forward. Yes. So I, I granted, I am the one who said, you know. Uh, taxi make uh, glasses over there and the nerds you know uh, took them down with the taxes but you know mm-hmm. we did the legwork yeah did did they did they need anything that you provided the people that were looking through his taxes and and eventually got him on uh, on tax evasion absolutely the i feel like in most telling of Al Capone, they really do leave out the baseball league on the weekends yeah, where I, everyone yeah, had to fair. throw in that's $5 mm-hmm. to, to reserve the space and to hire a, a bipartisan umpires. <laughs> and like that's how we had access to his uh, you know finances and whatnot. Was, uh, was the $5 that he would put in every week for the softball league. That's how you. That's how you got access to his finances. Uh, pretty much, yes. Okay. Can you? Can you just? Uh, you know, obviously, we don't have to go through every single detail. But no, we, let's do it. Do a broad stroke of the A to C, where where Al Capone puts down five dollars mm-hmm. for the softball league, and you then are able to to get a, a glimpse into his finances to take him down. Uh, for tax evasion. Jared, are you familiar with pyramid schemes? Pyramid schemes, yes. yes okay, well, schemes. this was the beginnings of one but good because we were good people doing it. Okay. So if I put in $5 mm-hmm. and I show you I'm putting in $5 and I say, hey, look at that there, that's my $5, mm-hmm. and then somebody else feels safe enough to put in their $5, and then I'm looking at the $5 they put down there with their fingerprints, mm-hmm. I can trace those $5 and their fingerprints due to whoever elder money that they, you find. So you would get Al Capone's fingerprints from the five dollars, and then you would look you for for another one. Yeah, you would look. For... Oh, oh boy, thank you. I do love a good dream. <laughs> so you would look for his fingerprints on other dollars, and that's how you were able to piece together how much money Al Capone was spending, and therefore how much he had. Uh, that's a simplified version of it's it, but pr- yeah, it's a pretty ingenious scheme there. Thanks. <laughs> what last? What <laughs> last question? about Mr. Capone. Uh, he was famously, right right before he went to jail, and w- when he was in jail, they discovered that he was afflicted with advanced syphilis. Mm-hmm. And so he was not much longer for this world. Uh, by the time he went to prison, did you see any behavior uh, in Mr. B- uh, Capone uh, looking back, you know, on 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 the way that he was uh, uh, presenting himself, like that maybe syphilitic. It seemed like he maybe had advanced syphilis. Syphilitic behavior. Syphilitic behavior. Uh, I wouldn't say advanced syphilis. Uh, I definitely say he seemed like an amateur syphilitic uh, kind of competitor back in the day. Dabbled. Here. An, an amateur yeah. syphilitic? Yeah, I hadn't gotten up to pro yet, but you know, he was. Uh, he was. He. What he would do was he would scream a lot. He would scream a lot. But, like, not in any kind of uh, intelligible way. Like, mm. uh, if you startled him, he'd be... And, like, that's <laughs> not something that a normal person with good health does. Yeah. I guess looking back, you could be like, that seems like a syphility thing to do. It you seemed, know? Syphilish. Syphilish, definitely. Uh, now, let's go back to uh, Vincent van Gogh for a moment. So, based on your Wikipedia, and I, I'm sorry if this is a, uh, a, a sore subject... For you, but it doesn't seem like you had a lot of luck with relationships. Mm. So obviously, there's Here your landlord's go. daughter, 
uh, that that you got rejected when you were in London. Yes. Also, in 1881, you're living with your parents in Eton, and you become friends with your widowed cousin Cornelia. Yes. You end up proposing yeah. to her, yes. to which her response is, "quote No, nay, never," which I think sounds. Harsh. Is that what actually happened, Mr. Goch? By the way, those are the top three uh, Chicago <laughs> ways of turning someone so down. Say, in Chicago, we say no three three ways. That's three ways. the Chicago way. No, nay, and never. She was um, Cornelia. She was she was lovely, and I really did care for her. But I feel like I don't uh, I don't know what I did to make people so mean to me. Like mm. I get that I was depressed and I was a downer and I was hard to be around, but. Still, like, I mean, no, no, nay, never. It's me. It's, it's really me. Ow, Cornelia. That's and one damn. question, and you got shot down three different ways. <laughs> right. Dear. I mean, just a, <laughs> that's like an no, overkill. No, thank you so much, or I don't reciprocate your feelings. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the landlord. Thanks for all the paintings, but I'm not. I mean, anything, yeah. anything. No, nay, never. At least you didn't spit on my painting. Yeah. And m- might I say, I've been uh, talking with you here for a little bit now, and I find you just to be a lovely person. Well, I'd love to get a drink with you at some thank point. You. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Should, the meds do help. We should remember that uh, Mr. Van Gogh is heavily medicated right now. And yeah. He did not have the benefit of these. I uh, still mix it up. Uh, I'm sorry. Are, are, wait, for, I forgot for a second, Dare. Are you the police? <laughs> <laughs> the last time I checked, I was the police. No, I just wanted to be so, clear. Like, okay, well, then let's Here let come the, the Pill police. Yeah. Oh, daddy's home. Better put away all the fun stuff. No, I'm not saying like his clean bad up after the party. Medication. Throw it's, away it's, them solo cups. It's good that Vincent Van Gogh is heavily medicated. He has got. A, he's able to have a stable life now. He's able to enjoy himself instead of being miserable all the time. Mm-hmm. So and I do. I am in a relationship now. And oh, it's, really? It's, yes, it's wonderful. Get, I mean, we're taking our time. She is uh, also an artist. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wonderful. I, I, she really respects her privacy, so I try and keep her name out of the. Interviews like I'll this. I totally understand, but what is her name? <laughs> Susan. Oh, ah. damn! That's that crack sorry, investigation. Sorry, can't there. can't escape Chicago. This guy is a master. He's yeah, a master. He's really good at getting the truth out of people. Anyway, uh, so things are looking looking good now. And, mm-hmm. you know, Do you mind just... if I ask you a couple more questions about the 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 previous relationship, the painful past? Yeah. So Cornelia. Cornelia, you um, you follow her to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and her parents won't let you see her. Yeah. She she says, "I don't want to see him." Oh, they hated me. So you stick your hand in a candle flame, and you say, "Let me see her for as long as I can hold my candle in this flame." Is that a true story? I did, but I have to admit, I couldn't hold my hand. <laughs> I mean, have you ever done that? I have. That sounds kind of romantic. How long? It really hurt. How it long hurts did you a bunch. Keep your hand a there for bunch. a big old bunch. I don't know, a second or two. <laughs> it's a couple of seconds. And her dad was a real wise ass. He's like, okay, here you <laughs> go. Here you go. Get punk. back inside. Yeah. Slam the door in my face. <laughs> I mean, but but I'll give you an example. You know, mm-hmm. so that that's the kind of shoot from the hip. It's baloney, that behavior. I mean, mm. what am I trying to... What do you think? I was going to win that one? Hey, you know listen, what I mean? It's like, I just so... I did lead with my chin. Sometimes we feel like if we show people how passionate we are about something or someone, that yes. that passion earns yes. us the right to that thing or person. Yes, and that's of what course we call it doesn't. It toxic doesn't. masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. That's how they got Al Capone was on toxic. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, there was also uh, a woman named Sien who you wanted to marry. Mm-hmm. Lovely but you, name. But neither of your parents uh, said that you would, they would let you. Right. So she uh, drowned herself um, in the river. Uh, you remember you remember Sien? Did she drown herself? She did drown herself in the river. Oh did you not know God. about that? That's interesting. Sien, I, doesn't that mean blue? She kind of <laughs> fell off the radar. I didn't know she was that into it. Ah, uh, that is a shame. Oh, and then there was also no. um, Margot who uh, drank strychnine. Uh, she was an older woman who, according yeah. to Wikipedia, you were not that into. She was real old. <laughs> really? She was real old. Now, Van mm. Wilder, there, I uh, I got a little issue because it sounds like now my, my uh, detective senses are kicking in here and I'm noticing a trail of baddies <laughs> around around you. Me? And you, and uh, the people you were close to. And so like, we... I'll give you the one with the ball peen hammer. That one had it coming, but like. That kid was a prick. Shitty Agreed. kid. Strike three, yeah. you know, you're out of here. I Nobody I'm not you. defending what I did, yeah. but he was tough. But Listen, you did keep murdering, it seems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Murder not willing to such say. such a specific There's word. There's no evidence to say that he threw sin in the river or... You definitely or, can't prove that. There isn't, there isn't. <laughs> but may I ask you a question, being mm-hmm. gay? 
Did you murder them? Yes, I did. Oh, there we go. You're good. Damn Here it. we oh, go again. Oh, there we go. That is. But that. I think the statue of limitations. Yes, you're safe now. God, the statue of limitations. There's nothing that anyone can do about it. Wow, Vincent I can't help Gough. myself. I'm a psychotic. Take yeah. it down by the great Elliot Ness. That but is... you know what? You're admitting it, and that's the first step to recovery. I'm much better now. I mm-hmm. feel much more. I haven't had any of those urges. I don't hear the voices talking to me that's anymore. That's great. Oh, look, your ear's starting to grow back. <laughs> yes, look <laughs> at that. that. Listen, it's, it's like a little baby ear. It's a little baby ear. You seen <laughs> Deadpool? It's a little have like seen that. I've seen Deadpool, definitely. That's a good movie. Um, so we don't have that much time left, so I want to try to get in two more quick questions for the both of you. Uh, Mr. Ness, your career Please takes a... Please call me Nessie. I've Nessie. been asking you to do it for <laughs> I keep forgetting. the entire he really interview. I keep forgetting. So your career takes a slow and steady decline after Chicago. Yeah. You move to Ohio where you're named the safety director of Cleveland, where in an attempt to catch the Cleveland... Torso killer, you burned down a shanty town. I did. Whoa, what? say that whole sentence again. Uh, he was ma- named the safety director of Cleveland, and in an attempt to catch the Cleveland torso killer, you burned down a shanty town. <laughs> this is this is a hundred percent true. Why did you burn down the shanty town to get the torso killer? What did you think that would accomplish? Wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. Did yeah. you burn down the shanty town as a tactic to somehow catch the killer, Ooh, or, or was yes. it <laughs> attempting to catch the killer? Did the so the former? It wasn't it an was accident. It was a strange. Strategy. It yeah, was a strategy. Here's something you might Tell not know everything. about torsos. Mm-hmm. They are attached to legs. Uh, and generally, if you set a... Usually. A, usually, if you set a ring of fire around a bunch of legs, they can't run away. So I figured I'd trap the torso killer right there in that fire there. Mm. And that did not... That There now were you some see, casualties. I think this is one of your fatal flaws here, Mr. Mm. Ness, is that the torso killer wasn't just a torso... He was somebody who was cutting people's limbs off and just leaving a torso. And so I think oh, there was boy. just like a oh. small oh. failure in logic oh, there. Boy. So it wasn't a torso that was killing people. Oh, and boy. it wasn't a person killing torsos. It was a person who was killing people and leaving the torso. Leaving okay. the torso? That's now, kind of a long is, way around. A little foot and mouth here. Just this, a touch. Is, this information would have helped me out <laughs> way back in the day. Had only I been there. I was hindsight 2020. There's something that I have to ask Vincent van Gogh about before we finish the episodes. The thing that everybody knows about you, besides your incredible work, Mm. is that you allegedly cut off your own ear. Mm. Now, accounts differ, but it's generally understood that you had an argument with your friend and fellow artist, artist Gauguin. You went to your room, cut off your own ear, then wrapped the ear in paper and gave it to a prostitute at a nearby whorehouse. Is that the whole story? Are there parts that we don't know about that make the incident make more sense? Listen, giving it to the prostitute was... The least interesting part of the story. Ooh. That is a sentence rarely said. I didn't have any money, and she was crazy. I mean, I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. This woman was insane. Okay. So she would do anything for human ears. And it happened to be what I I had on hand. But with Gauguin, man, that guy. What's this prostitute's name? What's this prostitute's name? Uh, Tess. Tess would do anything yes. for a human ear. Tess Knucklebone. <laughs> it's a weird cartoony name, but she was lovely. She's okay. very delicate. She looked and, like a ballet dancer. But so you were saying you had this insane. fight with Gauguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually, we were really good friends. Uh, frenemies, kind of. Mm. Like, you ever heard the song A Boy Named Sue? Yes. We were Johnny rolling Cash. around. We were having yeah, epic Jenkish. fights. We had these epic fights, and we would just get drunk, and we would be start talking with things we agreed about. We would start arguing about them somehow. We agreed on the thing. I didn't know why we were yelling at each other, but it would mm-hmm. escalate and escalate. I almost got into Seinfeld. I don't know why. <laughs> we got the see so, now, Jarrett Seinfeld, right, right there. Yeah, I'm just bringing that back around. Anyway, so uh, you know, we were rolling around in the blood and the dirt and the beer, and he came up with the knife and he cut off a piece Go of my ear. Cut off your ear. Yes. Wow. Oh. Yes, I didn't cut off my own ear. I mean, I guess. I brought the knife. So, I mean, I sent in that. I pulled out the knife. He got it away from me because he's better so, that way. And he cut off a piece of my ear with my own knife. So, in that sense. So, you then you see the ear on the ground. And instead of going to the hospital, you think, holy shit. Well, no, I that, can finally. That was a kind of a holy shit moment, right? Okay. Off comes my ear. And, and that sort of snapped him out of it, you know. And he was kind of like, oh, Oh, are you okay? Like, yeah, he oh made man, a I didn't. I, yeah, I glossed myself, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, "Oh, we were so drunk. I didn't even feel it." To tell you the truth, so mm-hmm. I mean, there was you know a bit of cheesecloth there, whatever the hell it was, uh, wax paper, whatever the thing is, and I wrapped it up, 
and I put it in my pocket because I thought maybe somebody could stitch this back on. Maybe this will come in handy later. And I'm walking out the back, and there's Tess. And she said, what's new? <laughs> and I reached in my pocket, and there's the ear. And then I remember the thing about Tess. So I said, what are you doing for the next well, 20 minutes? Oh, boy. And Tess. We had some fun. So happy to get that ear. Oh, man. Unfortunately, I don't know why I make women uncomfortable. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this week's episode of Famous Said People. I would like to thank my guests, Vincent Van Gogh and Elliot Ness, for joining me in the studio today. Um, I have one final question. I know it's a little weird, but do either of you have any comedy shows or Twitter accounts that you're big fans of? Uh, Nessie, anything you want to tell people about? Oh, boy. Now, right, my heart grew three sizes just there. <laughs> Uh, I do not, but I'm a big fan of the uh, that uh, comic Aaron Gold. Mm. Uh, I know that my uh, the way I pronounce it might sound like there's a U in his last name, but there is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow him at Hey, it's Aaron Gold on all the things. I know he's got a podcast called Don't Mind If I Don't, where fans and experts of things he doesn't like convince him why he's wrong. And also a uh, live show at the Magnet Theater there in New York uh, every month called You Are Not Alone, an uplifting show about depression. Van Gogh, hey, you should have showed up today. I'll come, <laughs> I'll come check it out. Yeah. Definitely come yeah. check that we'll out. We'll be seat buddies. I, okay. of course, am your host, Jared Berenstein. You can get all my stuff at jaredberenstein.com. Going on tour, so I got a whole lot of dates up there if you guys want to come see me all across the country. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeople at readyforbrooklyn.org. We will try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. 